Canada. We're live, baby. We live, motherfucker. The producers freaking out. I know, okay? the fucking producers always freaking out, man. He's saying, use the stopwatch, use the stopwatch. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome to. <laughs> everyone i'm feeling a little under the weather i think i'm getting sick so just be aware if i'm feeling a little low energy it's because there's bacteria attacking my body we're sharing a mic (laughs) i'm sonya i'm jenna i'm ainsley i'm brayden and we are the terry foxy lady having a very terry foxy day I'm having such a Terry Foxy day. What makes yours especially foxy? I had a pretty decent nap. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kidding. I'm not having a Terry Foxy day at all. I've literally been so fucking lazy today. I I went to the jaw surgeon. Um, Oh, God. Is that actually happening? um, I mean, I'm not... I basically have a choice at this point because they... He says that the degeneration of my jaw bones, it's kind of stopped, but my bite is so fucked up. Uh. Um, but I can choose whether or not I want to have surgery or not, but they, it would have to be re- replacing my entire jaw joints, which is an extensive surgery. Do you think that um, like that, would, that probably wouldn't be a great idea for you right now? But <laughs> No, there's, an out, there's a year and a half wait anyway. Um, but he, I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? Although it's a pretty intense surgery. You're off for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my bite, it's not bugging me and I don't have pain. I just realized as I'm talking about this, it's so boring. <laughs> but but I was, like, was like, no, I'm going to save it for the pod. <laughs> well, because how was it? I was like, well, people, guys, to I be, expecting to, something be to be fair, you guys have all known I've been a very sad girl and I've done nothing this week. So the only thing I've done is go to the jaw surgeon. So it's all I can say. Yeah, but true that, true that. Whatever. Anyway, he just said. But if you want to do the jaw surgery, I have to put braces on you first. And then I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm not getting it. Oh, my God. You with braces? I would love yeah. that. Yeah, I know you would. That but... would be so brutal. We would obviously <laughs> do, like, 80s-styled portraits of you with, like, quaffed hair and shit. I mean, I, feel like I would, they would object. I would you for but... some reason, but... Obviously, it's wrong to have braces at this age. It's so my wrong. mom had adult braces. So did my mom. Sonia, how was your week? <laughs> I've been cruising around town on the bus. I uh, have been interacting with a lot of humans, which is probably why I feel like I might be getting sick. But I'm going to butt chug some ginger tea. And no, 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 past no, couple no, years, no, 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 after no. not drinking and not smoking, my immune system is shockingly good. So maybe, just maybe, I'll make it through this. Oh, guys, I want to quickly tell you that Sean and Sonia, um, for everyone who's listening, Sean is our producer. They banned me from jeweling in their house. Good call. Uh, Good so call I'm with that. I'm very disgruntled right now that I can't be sucking on, on your my fucking jewel. jewel like it's 
Uh, they said they don't want to support like it's a dick. The, the behavior. We had a conversation about it. <laughs> we were like, we should not be enabling Jenna's Julius. Oh my god! Like, god. <laughs> on a lighter, on a on a better note, just to assert my dominance. A better note. Well, on a better note, it's been in two weeks. It will have been a year since I quit smoking. Hell yeah! Yes. Which is cool. Along with some other unfortunate behaviors. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay, so my week was really shitty, and I'll tell you guys why. Um, actually, it started out nice. I went to the Leaf game on Tuesday, and we had box seats, and that was fun and fancy. Uh, yeah, that looked dope. I am um, in the process of moving out of my ex-boyfriend's house, and we decided who would get each of our two cats um i am obsessed with my cats and this is a devastating time for me so basically i left work early today because i couldn't stop crying and then skipped school for the same reason but i'm here (laughs) hopefully i don't cry on this podcast i have a feeling you will so sorry yeah i'm really really sad and i don't know i honestly like feel like i'm gonna cry right now just (laughs) Because that is terrible. Like, I'm just imagining, like, being with someone and then being like, I'm taking Boone. Like, I would, what the fuck would I do? Yeah, I kind of. You would kill them. Yeah, I tried yeah, to. I literally would kill them. Like, I think maybe we should, you know. I had these <laughs> thoughts, like, these dark thoughts where, like, I <laughs> I fantasize about kidnapping them or, like, what I would do. And I'm like, oh, this is why people get arrested for, like, kidnapping their kids and stuff. I had like yeah. I had some empathy for the for those people. You had a realization. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you would. And this is just my cats. Like I would do a lot for it, but uh, yeah. And it's kind of representative of the breakup itself. I'm moving out in in about two weeks, so it's all coming to a close. But the end of one chapter, but a new chapter begins. Yeah, Fucking in which I live awesome. at my mother's house again. I'll live. I was just gonna <laughs> say the one where you live at your mom. <laughs> at nearly 30 years old but that's okay but it always could be worse for you right now you could have adult braces i could have adult braces or be in the place i was in a year ago <laughs> and yeah or you could be addicted to jeweling guys i just took a i know off. like i turned i turned my head <laughs> as if someone was not sitting right in front of me and she just like gasped and looked at me in shock I can't fucking believe this. Did woman. she just jewel in front of you? She just jeweled. It's I tried to hide it. The disrespect. <laughs> I bet Sean's gonna bust downstairs any second. Now. Sean's gonna be so disappointed in you. Okay, and that stop. will be the ultimate punishment. Uh, fucking jewel. Anyway, what's girl. what's trending? It's it's time for the double double. Yeah, it's definitely time. I'm sad to report that the trends today are very shitty. Uh, but let's let's just take a look at these. So the top one is hashtag seduce someone in four words. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what's trending in Canada today. Okay, okay let's, all, let's all think of one. Okay. <laughs> the fir- I got one. I don't want to go first. I'm not wearing underwear. Classic. Good. Honestly, Good like. So- our friends always make fun of me for this, but and everyone's gonna make fun of me. For I'm this gonna too. make fun of you for but this. I, you definitely are. But I love when. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I need to hear what you were going to say. No, it's very horrible. It's, I'm it. very attracted to you. Is that it? 
Yeah, how did you know? Because when I was trying when I was trying to seduce Dylan, I was like, guys, what do I do? And you were like, just be like, I'm very attracted to you. And I was like, fuck no, Jenna. I feel like that's I good. Li- I like when people yeah, I like when people say that. I would not um, hate if someone said that to me. It's and direct. I also like when someone says my name because I feel like people don't say each other's names. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate if someone said that to me, but like me saying that to someone, there's no way I could do it. I would just fucking yeah, laugh. It doesn't fit the bill for you. You like when people so say your name. I have the not. opposite reaction. I feel like it's I guess I have a fear of intimacy because it feels very <laughs> intimate when someone says my name like I get kind of creeped out. Well, it's very violating when it's some fucking Tinder, bro. Oh, <laughs> you're course. like, I don't even know you, but and you're using when... my first name. Who do you think you are? That's always but if you like a guy. Then it's nice to hear. That's always the first. Lips. Yeah, that's always the first step for me in a relationship when I really like like someone. Like for me, it's so hard to say their name for the first time, and it's so weird. Yeah, I agree. Call me by your name. Ew. Well, the top one showing up for me <laughs> is uh, on a different level from some of the suggestions I just heard. It's Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. Office That's really reference. dumb. Yeah, that's a Dwight Schrute-ski. I, I don't really think it's dumb. I guess it's dumb. I was just watching The Office in my nap. In your nap. In your yeah, nap. actually, I didn't mean to say that, but I was dreaming of it as it played in the background. <laughs> and I also put on that new like uh, documentary about Aaron Hernandez, the NFL guy that killed a bunch of people. And oh, I was dreaming of like dating this NHL man who was very violent. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. No more naps for Brayden. <laughs> I do have the most deranged thoughts when I'm napping. That's for I know. Sure. Me too. That was a really interesting okay, documentary. Want to know what else is trending, my friends? Yes. yes. Hashtag things I learned on social media. Hmm. What did I learn on social media? I learned that a lot of young people are just like, they only live online and they're actually like very anxiety ridden and depressed in real life. I've learned that 90% of the people I'm going to meet going forward are going to be at least 50% less attractive than their <laughs> social media that's pictures. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Very true. I have learned a lot of misinformation about mental health that people post all day long. Yeah. I've also realized that I fucking hate wellness culture. And I want to kill everyone on Instagram who is like... Take this intuitive journey with me. Here's a fire cider recipe. Welcome to my farm. Come do yoga. And I'm like, you don't even do any of these things. Uh, well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I was reminded of an old friend of ours, like a very, very old friend that we don't talk to anymore. And she had all these posts about like meditation retreats and stuff like that. And um I don't know. I just went on a tent. Like, it was all these meditation things. And I was like, this is, like, not the type of thing you should ever post on social media because it's very anti-meditation to kind of brag about it on social media. (laughs) Like, if you just finished a 10-day retreat and your first thought is to uh, post about it on Instagram, I dare say you did not take any lessons from it yeah I just thought that was really that's, funny <laughs> that's the thing about it because it's like with wellness culture like you're supposed to be doing something for yourself you know what I mean and like interacting with things on a personal level 
and posting about it and seeking attention from others for you doing that you're not really like fully present when you're doing it then because you're thinking about how other people will react to you doing it so I just find it so fucking fake I think like yeah the biggest thing that I've learned um was that we're all um there's a book I read in school and it was called Alone Together by Sherry Turkle and like the more I'm enveloped in like the technologies that I'm using the lonelier I am because we're just isolating ourselves but then there's like this like really false sense of community and you're not really engaging with anyone on a real like how do you always remember like authors names and shit like you always remember them and I'm like I don't fucking know any authors names I forget them like instantly I have a Um, I had a tiny debate with someone the other night who accused me of being on my phone too often which is probably true (laughs) but um I tend to sometimes use it I don't know if this is healthy or not but kind of as a way to to calm myself down if I feel overwhelmed it lets me like disengage from my environment which obviously but I actually find that that helps me in turn then communicate better with people in person if I take a five minute break to zone out I guess it's like right. a form of meditation for me and then I can come back to what I'm doing which is probably rude to begin with but I do find that it can help me sort of stay in the moment if I take those like small breaks yeah that's a, that's that's a problem though because like that's I think that's a thing now because I've noticed that whenever I go somewhere and there's like a group of people, maybe about an hour in, like pretty reliably actually, everyone will like go to their phone and kind of like decompress for five minutes. And I actually find it really creepy and almost like dystopian. Everyone has to just shut their brain off for a second and they obviously can't just rest in the moment. They have to attach to, they have to check their notifications or whatever or get absorbed into the shiny screen and I actually find it like and and, and of course I've done it because it's something that you just kind of go to but it's something I've tried to stop doing because I think that long term it's probably not a good coping mechanism but I I can see what you mean but I also find it a bit not that (laughs) I, I mean who's to say so my for example in therapy my therapist has told me when I'm at meetings for example I get overwhelmed sometimes by all the stimulation or being around that many people at once so she'll tell me to go to the bathroom when I need to which I do anyways and just kind of be alone for a second she even suggested like if you want to just go to the bathroom go on your phone or something so if the alternative is someone feeling really anxious what who's to say that's an unhealthy coping mechanism like the only coping mechanism that you'd consider healthy is just being alone with your thoughts and not doing anything i think that the most important thing anyone in the modern world can do is learn to be alone with their thoughts because ultimately everything we do whether it's like a fucked up crack uh, crack addiction or it's just like checking your instagram notifications too much it's the root of it is the same thing. It is, a, it is that inability to be alone with one's thoughts. That's why things like, for example, meditation take off and are, are really successful with people because I, I think that that's like the root of everyone's problem. And I, th- I think that like that technology that we are using to escape to get out of like feeling alienated or anxious around people is the direct cause of also um, 
lacking experience in being in social situations with people for a certain amount of time yeah, because like we just retreat loop. to our okay but devices. if if i'm working on being able to be around people and have made great strides in that in that on that front is it not okay to have help to continue doing that if i'm still continuing to expose myself to a situation like that of course it's okay of course it's okay i hope i wasn't giving the impression that it's not no okay. no i i was and, actually and- uh, it, it was was not a rhetorical question <laughs> i was <laughs> i was curious as to if it is okay Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I still go on my phone, you know, like it's and that's the reality of the world we live in. But uh, I do think I mean, it's more of like a sign of the times, right? If we could all like fucking as a country hold hands and throw our phones in the bin, this probably wonderful things would happen, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. So you kind of have to just do your best. And I mean, like, for example, when I quit drinking, I was like <clears throat> smoking like a chimney for two years after and obviously the right thing to do would have been to quit that too, but I needed to like take it a step at a time. So uh, yeah, but I, but I do think it's kind of like um, ultimately the same thing. And, and everyone has all sorts of behaviors that are like that, whether you're like, whether you drink too much coffee or I don't know. Hell what, yeah. I don't know what else I can think of. <laughs> you know what is anxiety inducing when you go to your phone? So, or perhaps when you wake up at 7.30 a.m. to a nuclear power plant oh my alert. God. <laughs> Where were you when you got that text message? Sleeping. <laughs> sleeping. Also sleeping. I kind of that missed the so whole funny. thing because I was in such a daze that I didn't really pay attention to it at all. And by the time I had awakened to the world, it was all resolved. I literally mm-hmm. like got the notification and was like, what the fuck? Another Amber alert? God damn it. And then I read it and was like, wait, no, What? what the fuck what's going on and like light was just starting to like glow outside my window and for some reason in my like dazed mind I was just like holy fuck the nuclear war and I like got up out of bed and was like come on Boone I literally I walked over to my jacket and like started putting it on and then I was and then I came to and was like what the fuck is happening what were you gonna do I don't (laughs) where were you gonna go you're like come on Boone like it's time (laughs) honestly I don't know but Dylan and I were talking about this recently like if World War 3 happens what is our plan and I was like (laughs) I was like sorry I know you don't already have a plan well I have a plan with my brother but now Dylan's in my (laughs) life so I need a plan with Dylan so Yep. Okay. That that makes more sense to me now. But yeah, so um, we I, were deciding whether or not like I should come down and we should meet at Sobel or he should come up here and we decided that he should come up here and then we'll drive north from here. And I was like, yes, but I don't know what the fuck I was going to do. Like go outside and be like, no. <laughs> I feel like you just start walking into the abyss and you would know where you were going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, I I read some interesting tweets about emergency alerts when that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is Nora Lorito. She's a Canadian fucking opinion writer or something. I don't know. So tell me (laughs) what you think about this. So she wrote, do I need to go on my rant about why emergency alerts to cell phones are more harmful than useful again? Okay, in short, alerts to our cell phones give government the illusion of crisis management. But if you think about how we get information and what we're supposed to do with it, they're actually useless. There's a reason why journalism exists. 
Breaking news adds a level of verification. If there was a meltdown in Pickering, unless an alert told you what to do, and even then what? Flee? Panic? Hold your breath? The alert itself barely offers useful information. Instead, it causes fear, panic, or ambivalence. It's not effective crisis management at all. It also preps us to find state authorities having direct access to our phone as normal, which it shouldn't be. Huh. She, she kind of goes on, but I feel uh, like sounds like a little points. bitch. Yeah, like I was, I was also reading about it too, and I guess in the U.S., um, there are separate categories that you can switch off on your phone. So they have categories of Amber Alerts, Emergencies, or Public Safety notifications, and you can choose which ones you want to have. But I agree to some degree with what she said, but then I was also, there have been accounts where Amber Alerts have gone out and then someone has been driving and then they've seen a car that they were looking for because I feel like Amber Alerts 100%. have more detail. Oh, I absolutely agree with um, Amber Alerts, but I kind of get her point yeah. with regards to the, such as the nuclear meltdown. If there's no information on what you're supposed to do, you'll be in Ainsley and just... <laughs> <laughs> start fucking going into the woods yeah. and start your in amber alert actually there's like pretty direct things you as a civilian can do yeah because yeah, you're looking feel... for a suspect right yeah. so they give the information but i mean with the whole nuclear plant thing too they were just giving pl- preliminary information so people could make their own decisions and they said there was no immediate threat so that's all the information you need to know you know I feel like Canada should do the same kind of system as the U.S. and not put them all on the same level. But it also, I mean, I'm not really that much of a conspiracy theorist at all. But it is so odd that it they said that it was like a training message. But why would they even have that written out as a potential message? Like, wouldn't it just, it just be like, this is a training bot? Like, yeah, I am training. Do, 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 you no, know, because government training systems are like very thorough right? They do everything down to the T of what could actually happen. So I get that that would be the message. And it's not like that hasn't (laughs) happened before, like nuclear power plant shit, like even in Canada, like certain shit has gone down like that before. And there's been evacuations and blah, blah, blah. So it's not like it's a rare occurrence that happens frequently. Mm. No three armed pickering people this year. There probably is three armed picking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> not from nuclear yeah, though, from <laughs> other reasons. <laughs> oh, pickering. Uh, on to fecal matters. Oh my god! Again, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Ainsley to respond with some spicy insults. Poo, poo, poo. Did you know that? A, I'm sure you've heard of. A brain transplant, oh a, my God. a heart transplant, a lung transplant, but have you heard of a fecal transplant? No. Can you tell us more? Did you write that I mean, down, have you actually? Sonia? No. No, she was like almost looking at me directly in the eyes. Oh my God, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> well, just tell me, have you or have you not? Yes, I have. I have heard of it. I know you have. But I'd love to know more. It. <laughs> it's It's exactly what it sounds like. They take like the fecal matter of a healthy host and they insert it into the rectum of an unhealthy host and that's just supposed to clear things up for people because it reintroduces like good bacteria into your body that have depleted on their own from you right yes okay yes so so everyone's on everyone's been on a huge gut bacteria kick in like the past 10 years i feel in the medical field and they found that for c difficile which I don't actually know exactly what that is. 
but it's particularly effective. That's what Tig Nataro had. Yeah. She had C. difficile. Yeah, like immediately following breast cancer, I believe. So they're trying this for autism now. And by they, I mean some fucking freak yeah. <laughs> naturopath. <laughs> We've got a Vancouver naturopath who's uh, charging like $15,000 for children with autism to come to Mexico and get this treatment done. That's actually insane. Of course insane. he's from Vancouver. Pardon me? Of course he's from Vancouver. Yeah, I feel like Vancouver has all the worst Yeah, they're all living in Kitsilano. Yeah. What's Kitsilano? It's just this like kind of bougie area. Um, it's not downtown, but it's like close to the beach. I don't know. There's a lot of yoga studios and They'll nice all, restaurants. All the and girls have like jade vagina eggs. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. Jade eggs. Yeah. 100%. And like the crystal dildos or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read this article and I think it's fucked and. I think that I don't know this this guy may not be malicious or anything but I think it's preying on these poor parents and their children because I feel like at this point parents of children with autism are absolutely desperate and will do anything mm-hmm. and you know with all the recent provincial cuts to autism all that stuff that happened last year I think that they are they don't know what to do and they're turning to anything and yeah I, I just I I think it's very sad. Again, I had a different like picture in my mind. I don't actually know who is going to do this, but I just assumed it was some like wealthy parents who I don't know <laughs> who fall for it this could shit. Also I could be totally be wrong. It's probably both. I mean, fifteen thousand dollars is expensive, but perhaps not completely not affordable for people. It's definitely going to have the consequence of taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. even a wealthy also- parent though that's a bit to to say that they're wealthy and they just want it it's not that they're trying it for fun they still have a child with autism and they'd like they're still being taken advantage of if it's not effective also yeah, like what true. is the efficacy of this so there was one exploratory story that said it could improve symptoms of autism but you can't really base any conclusions off one study obviously um so the interesting thing is that health canada doesn't have power obviously over treatments done in other countries this is being done in mexico but the college of naturopathic physicians of british columbia does have jurisdiction over bc naturopaths even when they're doing the treatment like in another country and they haven't been clear about what they're doing about this whether they're gonna it sounds like they might be investigating, but they don't want to talk about it yet. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this all goes down. On the other hand, just to play devil's advocate as well, how do how does any um, modern medicine story start throughout history? You know what I mean? It's a bunch of people pointing fingers at someone being like, you're fucking crazy. And not, then not they invent something miraculous, right? But there's a lot of research done for it to be... That has to be proven by a lot of different scientists before they No, I get that, but I'm saying this could be the beginning point of something huge. And we don't know enough about it yet to really like Usually conclude they... if it's working or not. But the usual process is that they have enough evidence to start backing that research. Just one guy doing it, he should not necessarily be doing it without the support of the medical community. No, I 100% agree. It should be peer reviewed before he did it. I'm just playing devil's advocate, but 
I personally, well, I think this guy is a fucking douchebag. <laughs> there was an apprehension about using fecal transplants for C. difficile, even though that works very well. Can you say it yeah, again? C. difficile again, again. Right? I don't know. I might not be, <laughs> but it's like it's a yeah, guess. Well, right no most most people just call it C. diff. Yeah. Thank you, Ainsley. So C. diff. I read about it, and the top two symptoms are watery diarrhea three or more times a day for two or more days Our mild producer. abdominal cramping and tenderness and Our i was producer. like oh my god do i have c difficile we all have c diff <laughs> and then i was like wait i don't have either of these symptoms i don't know it was just like the worst <laughs> example of thinking that you have a problem that i've ever experienced i was talking to charlotte about this charlotte is a friend of ours um and her mom works with autistic children and we were talking about the whole like microbiome <laughs> Uh, micro go microbiome yes microbiome uh and like gut issues and like everyone has gut issues right now and i feel like it's you can't just like isolate to say well like it's it's pretty prevalent in autistic children as long as well as people with parkinson's and there were a couple other diseases that they listed as well but uh yeah it's just everyone it's It's because of all the crap we eat exactly another reason why i was saying oh wealthy parents is just because wealthy parents are also very likely to overdiagnose their children with autism like they don't socialize them properly they just stick them in front of an ipad all day and then they wonder why they their child doesn't know how to make eye contact or how to like talk to people so you know (laughs) that was another thing that came to mind when i was reading about this but another thing that's interesting about fecal transplants is i wrote a paper about this last year And um, they were talking about how it's represented in the media and how they talk about it like it's so, oh, it's so icky. Like, do we really want to do this? Well, it's been found to be really effective for helping people with these gut problems. They, They were talking about how it might not be taken up by hospitals because it's very cheap. So that's another problem with this guy doing this, charging $15,000. It's a very, very cheap thing to do. And uh, they were figuring that hospitals wouldn't be taking it up, doctors wouldn't be taking it up, because they can't make money off it, and um, pharmaceutical companies obviously aren't going to be interested in investing to get this procedure tested to see what it could help people with, because it's not going to be profitable. So it's almost like the opposite problem (laughs) of the one happening over here. I wonder how, if the same guy was in Ontario if that would be sort of covered at all under healthcare, Because BC has a different healthcare system than the rest of the country. Yeah, what's up with that? In BC, like, you don't pay for healthcare through your taxes, which we do here, obviously. In BC, you pay for it separately. You get a bill every month, and you have to pay it. And if you don't have that, or if you don't pay that... And as soon as you go to BC, once you, like, register as a BC citizen or, like, enter your address and shit on the government site you are automatically signed up for it and you have to pay it every month and like collections can be called on you and shit if you don't and i didn't do that i know that's why you had to pay 500 dollars for that ambulance that one time right <laughs> <laughs> remember when you were in vancouver and both of you were like talking about having to get health care and i was like what the fuck are you crazy just <laughs> talking about it's canada idiot yeah. you have health care and you were like no yeah I, when we I moved avoided there, everything. i was shocked i was shocked by their health care system and i didn't get it for the longest time and then the one time when i was walking to work and got hit by a car <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, it wasn't terrible or anything. She was probably going, like, very slow because she was turning a corner. But she full-on hit me, and, like, my knee got fucked up from it. And I went to work because I didn't want to miss work. And I just limped in being like, hey, I'm here today. Nobody can say I wasn't here. And, And my boss was like, Ainsley, you're fucked. Let me drive you to a hospital. And he drove me to the hospital and I was like, I don't have a BC health card. I have like my Ontario health card. And they were like, okay, well, just to come in and have a doctor look at you, it's going to be almost $700. And I was like, what the fuck? So if you're in an emergency in BC as a Canadian citizen with like a a health card from a different province, you still have to pay out the fucking ass. That's fucked up. That's like the opposite of what happened to Sean. He was in Alberta many years ago and he like sprained his ankle or something and he didn't go to the doctor because he thought it wouldn't be covered (laughs) so he just like really fucked up his leg (laughs) like terribly and then he came back to Ontario and his doctor was like you should have gone to the doctor like right away he's like I couldn't he was like no you absolutely can that shit's transferable yeah it's all transferable except for BC because apparently they're just off on their fucking own out out there but yeah yeah that was not didn't like that I also had an issue with that recently um the girl who I used to like rent the basement from she sent me a picture and it was from the BC health services or whatever and it was a letter to me and I was like can you open it what the fuck is that and um she opened it and it was like if you don't pay this amount in two weeks we're going to call collections on you and shit and this happened recently like a couple weeks ago and I was like what the fuck I haven't been living in BC for like two years and the government knows that like a hundred percent so I had to call the BC healthcare thing and the guy was just like oh yeah this has been happening a lot lately we'll erase that from your file don't even worry about it and I was like what the fuck so people who don't even live in BC anymore and don't get mail from BC anymore could possibly be getting charged out the ass and have collections called on them like i don't know seems like a pretty fucked up system to me Mm -hmm. i recently got a letter about collections from the ontario government uh healthcare system because i forgot to pay for something Uh but that was a hundred percent my fault (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of canada oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about the Royals. Uh, Yeah. So everyone obviously knows what's happening. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I don't even know their names. Yeah, it's Harry. Um, Yeah, they've decided to live half in Canada, half in the UK. Doesn't the prince or whatever still get like a 2.5 or something million pound payout from his dad every year? But he's not. Ta- they want to be independent from that. Like they're, but they're I thought they still of- take that. No, but they're saying they don't want it anymore. Hmm. But do you think that they'll realistically be able to escape this like negative criticism of the media cycle? Do you give a shit? Like, I don't really give a shit at all, but I'm, like, curious to... I super don't give a shit, but I don't think they're ever going to escape the media. Like, it's the royal family. There's no way they can ever escape that. I think if they move to Canada, they could escape it. I do, too, because I think even with celebrities that live in L.A., they're going to face a lot more paparazzi, and sometimes I struggle to empathize with them when they complain about paparazzi when they're living in those areas. People that move away are able to live quieter lives they're still going to be followed to some degree because there's paparazzi in toronto and stuff but 
If they really want to escape it, they just have to lie low. But from what I've heard, Meghan Markle plans to do acting again. So she, they're still going to be in the public eye, and I think they plan to be. I think Meghan they, Markle's also yeah, been doing and, outreach and stuff too. Like, wasn't she just in a Vancouver women's shelter this week or something? Yes. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to establish ties with Canadian um, charities now. Mm. Yeah, I guess now talking and about it. I guess that's it, how they'll the make their money in, these appearances. Mm-hmm. The paparazzi, paparazzi in Toronto isn't that bad. Like, I've met several celebrities in Toronto just like walking down the street and shit, and nothing really happened. So, who have you met? Yeah. Um, Marianas Trench. <laughs> and everyone everyone people think that i look like the lead singer ew no you do not i also i want to see i met lights as well nice well they're not you know we're okay i'm convinced i saw ellen page i know i fucking saw her she is canadian isn't she yeah yeah and, and i'm pretty sure i saw her she was just in a busy street and like she was walking with some girl and afterwards, I googled her height, and she's very short. Yeah, she's and I was tiny. Like, yes. Was I it in Toronto? Her. I knew it was her. Yeah, it was in Toronto. It was like downtown Toronto. Was it in September? Uh, it was like <laughs> last year in the summer. Well, just because I was thinking because she worked on that documentary film, whatever, and I'm pretty sure it was at TIFF. So, anyways, which one do you look like, Jenna from Mariana's Trench? The main guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it at all. Like, I'm trying so hard to, and I can't. But that's very funny. Um, But, yeah, I figured we kind of just had to mention the royals because I get, like, it's a big deal for some people who really fully give a shit about the royals. I I do Um, to a certain extent. I don't care about the monarchy as a whole, but I think it's a pretty fascinating situation. They're the first people in a while to really shake things up, and I think that's interesting. And I'm kind of supporting them because it's... Because it's interesting, I guess. Um, it would suck to be stuck in that life if you don't like that life. It sounds like they just want to like be a family. Yeah, 100%. I, I actually was watching this video today. I forget who the people were in it. But this girl said um, that Meghan Markle is like an air hostess on a plane that never lands. And I was like, that's so fucking accurate. Like, she's just always on, has to be nice to everyone in britain but over here she doesn't have to do that right yeah do you guys think that they're going to man she's beautiful she really is she's She's fucking flawless (laughs) yeah i think she looks fine she looks fine (laughs) i think he's very handsome too their baby's weird looking though (laughs) they have a baby yeah that's part of why they want to do that i believe it's a big reason they don't want archie to grow up Fuck, yeah, I know nothing about the monarchy. Fuck the monarchy. Yeah, because they think they fear for their I'm child's... I'm a Jacobite forever! I think <laughs> they fear for their child's safety. Yeah, but if you don't like the monarchy, then you should be supporting their decision to kind of try to leave the monarchy. I am. I always have been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't give a shit about this, but... Because last time we talked about this, too, I was like, I fucking feel bad for them. They're followed by paparazzi all the time, and I don't understand why people in Britain are like, oh, my God, they're leaving. It's like they're fucking human beings. Let them leave. Who fucking cares? Like, fuck. Imagine if the queen left the monarchy. <laughs> That'd be so funny. She's, She's just like, queen. bye, guys. She evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys watch the show, uh, The Crown? It's actually really good. No. She's a fascinating woman. Yeah, she also, she did in her, in, like, the small ability she was able to spice things up as well. Yeah, and... Like, she went against traditions. And she's... She allowed, like, the first 
broadcasted what was it Braden? like wedding or something oh wow revolutionary but it well, is because yeah, people were like they weren't <laughs> engaging with the monarchy anymore and they wanted to stay relevant so she kept having to like reinvent themselves and like let the people in a bit more oh and then but she now, let them in a little too much and yeah. now it's crazy now they may be on uh, Vancouver Island. Is it so. true that Princess Diana was cheating on her her man with the, her cab driver and that's why she had to die? Not the cab driver. It was like a what? photographer. The it cab driver. Uh, no, no, she was. Uh, you know what I mean, like, she- that's why she had to die. Oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> well, some people believe that, that she was killed, but I think a lot of people blame the paparazzi as a whole because that's why they crashed. So it's supposed to be kind of symbolic of her entire existence as as a oh. royal. Um, yeah, that's she dark. was basically hunted all the time, and she died for that reason. But she was with another man, but so was her husband, who he's now married to, Camila. So he was also cheating on her. I don't think they loved each other from the start. It was arranged. To some extent as they often are because she was so okay sorry so camila the one that her husband is it prince philip or prince charles whatever um apparently she wasn't considered attractive enough to be his to be the princess princess diana uh, no 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 um camila the one he's with now and that was the one he oh. loved but they arranged it with princess diana who was beautiful and very very young um but yeah he always loved that other woman and they're together now which is kind of nice i guess wow interesting but he Lesson, he was with her the whole time the royals. yeah it's it's that's quite sad did anyone else have that princess diana beanie baby i d- i do still oh, whoa i don't uh-huh. know what you're talking there's about. so many rumors that it's worth like millions of dollars but it's like <laughs> definitely not <laughs> well, didn't she have a pill problem and she like diana struggled with she anorexia was, and all of these things because angry anorexic or something yeah, of being under the public eye. It was it's very sad. I remember that moment. Um, so I remember my parents, though, reacting. They were, like, lying in bed crying and watching her funeral. Really? It was this really weird moment that I remember as a child. That's my so parents did that creepy. when the Pope died. Oh, Princess Diana was... I guess we were alive for part of that, but apparently she was, like, a very, like, beautiful person. She was one of the people to make the AIDS ep- epidemic. She took photos touching people with hiv which was a yeah, huge deal that's at what the it was time. i knew yes. she did something that was good well and she I, was yeah, a humanitarian right yeah like she was did a lot of outreach for a lot of different groups of people um kind of on um yeah so she made them feel like human beings this kind of leads into what um i'm gonna talk about today which is about um people's attempts to make addicts feel like human beings <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. Thanks, like, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> you see where I'm going. Um, also, um, so here's a dark story. Um, everyone knows about the opioid <laughs> epidemic, um, but now people are starting to be more concerned with um, crystal meth, which is also on the rise. Um, so I was reading in North America, in Canada specifically. Um, so meth is a lot cheaper and very easy to make, although it's very dangerous to make. Um, so some doctors are concerned with how much public funding is going towards the opiate crisis and completely neglecting kind of the meth crisis mm. or stimulant crisis in general. Um, mm-hmm. So 
some doctors are basically just saying that it really isn't an opioid crisis it's an addiction crisis that just happens to be the one that's available and popular right now but that that Mm -hmm. can change it always does change so they're anticipating meth coming in and there's very little information on how to treat people that are suffering from symptoms of meth use um, particularly because stimulants cause a lot of aggression um and psychosis and psychosis exactly so um and it's like where do you start with that too because on meth you're so like like when they're high they don't they don't sleep and they don't eat and they don't drink water so they're just generally sick right so it's like do we treat their physical health or their mental health more aggressively exactly so when they're coming into the hospitals and they can't have them stay there for a long time because it lasts a long time too they're just sending them back out basically with those symptoms which are very dangerous to the person and potentially the public especially because people tend to have to steal and everything to keep it going um and then they're gonna suffer intense cravings as soon as they're back out um, so the death due to meth, tox- meth toxicity has increased slightly and the number of overdose where meth and opioids are present has dramatically in- increased and it's likely because it's contaminated with fentanyl as well. Should I? <clears throat> um, Just mixing all that shit in. Going back to what you said, how it's not even like an opiate crisis, it's an addiction crisis. Um, I think, I mean, obviously people who... Uh, have addictions to whatever their like vice is um, whatever drug they're in like severe amount of emotional pain and I think that addiction in general has risen so much too because of like socioeconomic things and how like there have have been so many cuts to public funding for different treatment facilities and I mean even going back to oh shit I just hit the mic sorry um going back to Vancouver I know that there and also in Aurelia where I live sometimes here in, in Ontario, there's like de institutionalization of like psychiatric hospitals and stuff. So like they stop giving funding to these places where people are struggling with mental illness and then they're just like let out and then there's nowhere for them to go. There isn't affordable housing and it's just like the cycles repeating, but it's getting exponentially worse. Yeah, the same thing is happening in Sudbury too. They just canceled um, like an inpatient addiction place here, and everybody at the hospital and stuff are trying to get it to come back, and they're all wearing ribbons and stuff for it too. Um, yeah, in this article I was reading, this doctor was saying that the housing in Canada is a major factor of the mm-hmm. drug use and this i didn't really think of but it's particularly meth so homeless people living in shelters and outside they have to protect themselves and their stuff so they actually want to stay awake so sometimes they're using meth specifically to stay awake so they can keep an eye on their stuff which makes mm-hmm. sense because they don't have homes yeah anyways that's a crazy consequence of that life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was also reading in i'm pretty sure the article that you were reading to the guy that they were interviewing about it he was like obviously he's an addict and he was saying that he's in kind of an unbreakable cycle where he kind of um he does crime shit to get his drugs and then he goes to jail comes out and then relapses and everything starts over again and he has this quote that i found was really harrowing he says quote as much as like nobody wants to go to jail it's really the only place where i can grow as a person unquote because it's the only place where he can stay sober yeah when i used to do research and i was interviewing like a lot of homeless people for this one study 
Um, I heard that quite a bit, actually, uh, with uh, addicts who would say that uh, they would get clean in jail. (laughs) It's really sad when our society has kind of come to that. It's like the only place where someone can grow as a human if they are an addict is if they find the strength to obviously overcome it themselves. But if you're stuck in that cycle, the only place that you can be sober is in jail. That's kind of eye-opening for Canadian society, you know? Absolutely. I'm also a recovering addict, and I often think about how lucky I am. I I have so many social supports and so many things in place to keep me clean, and I and it's still so hard for me in a lot of ways and I just cannot imagine how difficult it would be if you were homeless or suffered a lot more yeah a if lot you have more no than one me. if you have no reason to get clean I just don't even know how people do it I really like this concept they call it like deaths of despair or diseases of despair have you heard of that no no it's like um drug overdoses suicides um like liver disease from alcoholism so they're saying, like, these deaths of despair are on the rise in North America. So it's not, you know, cancer or murder. It's kind of people dying from just, like, fucked up social conditions, which is really scary to think that that's on the increase because it's supposed to be, like, we're living in a time where things have never been better, right? And yet everyone is sadder than ever, it seems. One thing I found kind of interesting about the about the meth thing specifically i just hadn't really considered as much about how the stimulant drugs to give you the things like psychosis make it so much more socially unacceptable so they were talking about programs which are uh, pretty widely known about now for opiate use um having safe needle injection sites or um harm reduction um taking um what's the name of it suboxone and methadone to get off drugs so they're talking about implementing things like that for stimulant use cocaine and meth which would be drugs basically that are lesser versions of those drugs to get them off but people are really averse to that they're only just getting used to um the suboxones of the world i guess but that will be interesting to see how that plays out if people will still be receptive to different types of drugs to get people off off of and it's it's such a like class thing too you know it's a bunch of middle class people being like we don't want a safe injection site in our neighborhood you know what i mean and then it's the Mm -hmm. poor and the disadvantaged becoming more poor and more disadvantaged and the middle class people keeping the way of life that they've always had well i don't know if it's middle class it's definitely some type of person um i I think it is always middle class i mean it is scary i i Harm reduction is a pretty controversial topic, and I can see both sides of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can too. Like, I, I, I used to be firmly like, yeah, harm reduction, it's like science, right? But then when you think about, I don't know, should the state be giving people these really incredibly harmful drugs? And do I want my kids growing up? Like, like our friend who lives in Toronto has, like, stumbles upon needles all the time because there's like an injection site not too far from her do do you really want to be around that not particularly you know i don't want to shuffle those people into like some crevice or anything but at the same time you also don't want kids stepping on needles in the neighborhood but i I thought the point of the needle thing was to eliminate that is to keep keep it in one place the structure yeah but 
that the one so, place is everywhere around there too it's like a radius but they should but that, okay um one thing about harm reduction that that i was thinking of i believe it was an, an interview i was listening to a different podcast where they were discussing if harm re- okay so if the point of harm reduction is to stop overdoses right um or safe needle injection sites is to stop overdoses but if the point is to eliminate the problem, that's not going to help. If you do just want to stop people from dying, then that would help, right? So so it doesn't, it's kind of abandoned and I guess people know that. But then if I think about it in terms of, okay, so if this was my son or my child that that is a drug addict, I do want them to not die. So so when, it, when I personalize it, I 100% get it. But overall, as a society, it's not helping. But of course, if it's your family member, you do want them to just not overdose at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, in terms of um, keeping, it, keeping it in a certain area, the, the idea is another criticism of safe injection sites that I've read is that it's kind of like putting the problem away from basically the nicer neighborhoods stay nice and then you put the safe injection site just far away from those nice neighborhoods and then all the so-called undesirables kind of get just put over there and it's like okay boom harm reduction they're not dying they're not putting a strain on the healthcare system we don't care and then nobody actually ever does anything more about it which i don't know what there is to do exactly there's no easy answer but that's just another thing that i read that i was kind of like oh okay it's not so simple like there's more to it than just yeah they they matter when it's more in the public eye as opposed to it being out of the way true so that so so by relegating it to certain areas it might actually slow down the process yeah and And if it's like affecting the way the city looks in going back to vancouver again i'm pretty sure obviously everyone's heard of the downtown east side Mm -hmm. but i think like one of the major things that propagated that too was when expo 60 was it is it 66 or 68 what is it i can't remember it's like a big situation. <laughs> the Olympics? Yeah, it's like the Olympics. Yeah, and so it, and it attracts so many tourists. And then I guess all of these people who were living in uh, hotels because they couldn't afford anything else. Or they're li- living in shitty hotels. When all these tourists were coming, they needed to put them somewhere. So they kicked everybody out. And then those people were like left and then they all kind of like trickle down to the downtown east side where there was like low income housing yeah i also and then again like everything was pushed over there when we were living there too i also heard so many stories about when that happened as well when the olympics came to vancouver um they went down to the east side and gave everybody ferry tickets and stuff to go over to victoria so that they'd be out of the way from the tourists Mm. which is so fucked up 86 it's the World Exposition on Transportation and Communication. Is it? it um, so boring. I know in places where they more consider drug addiction a mental health problem, that that has a very positive effect. But obviously, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, um, what What's the country where they legalize drugs? Is it Portugal? Portugal. Didn't that have a very positive effect? Uh, so I've been told, and so I've read. Yeah, yeah. apparently it did. Um, I think that uh, they say income inequality is like the number one cause of this type of stuff, right? Like you look at a town like uh, Cambridge, where it used to be like a big ass factory town and then factories are not a thing anymore because everything's been automated. All the jobs are gone. And just like that, within a decade, like the addiction rate skyrockets. It's it's like a, a class thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that article is specifically mentioning those vans that drive around and provide mm-hmm. safe needles. Um, I believe they do HIV testing as well. Um, mm-hmm. I saw one actually the other day outside of an NA meeting. Um, but I, I'm going to have to go ahead and support something like that if no one else is going to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah, and they said their primary goal is to make addicts feel normal like humans yeah. spe- particularly yeah. a meth addict who has these very specific symptoms oh actually i've never heard of this but so there is so saint stephen's in toronto they have these pilot projects targeted at meth users um so that every two weeks people that have with meth use can come and they have a dinner and um they make the environment tailored to overstimulated people i've never heard of this so they like do soft and calm lighting and they give them like space so they can organize and reorganize their things which is like a compulsive like, train of Matthews so and like there was another one I heard of where they could like take apart bikes and put them back together it just it's like it's just kind of wild because I've never really thought about that in terms of that kind of drug use yeah I guess so well speaking of uh <laughs> human beings <laughs> potentially (laughs) drug use i would say (laughs) um do you guys want to chat about justin bieber's comeback a little bit hell yeah Yeah. he's i'm i'm very underwhelmed by his comeback i know it's the it's just not a good song hashtag yummy is just not doing it for me is it about cunnilingus yeah that's what i assumed okay but i'm not 100 percent sure but uh, I wanted to mention first that uh, his marketing for this whole thing is so bizarre and the way that he's going at it and same with his obviously marketing team or whatever. So he posted this post on Instagram um, and it was just a really weird guide on how to get his single to number one by suggesting various things. So he said to put it in a Spotify playlist with explicit instructions not to mute it and to let it play while you're sleeping so he can get the most uh, streams or whatever, which is so fucked up. Like, who wants to be asleep knowing that Yummy is playing in the background? (laughs) Yeah, Sean was telling me about this, actually. He said his, like, marketing team really shit the bed and they were suggesting things like that. And uh, obviously everyone's going to think that's really funny fucking lame i I read something about that particular type of thing though apparently that's always been done though that's just kind of a sign of the times how to currently do it like uh, record companies to buy out record stores and stuff to try to get the artist to the number one he's just being kind of upfront about it i get that on a certain level like to produce sales but this is just being a little bit weird like listen to it while you're sleeping and then he also told (laughs) fans to um like get a vpn and create a spotify if you're not from north america and like link the video instead of reposting it like it just seems so distant from the fans it's kind of like do this and all this technical shit in order to get me to number one he doesn't even mention like hey enjoy my new song thanks for being my fans you know yeah i don't know part of me is like they all do that anyways and he's just kind of fucking dumb and being really honest about it which is, is kind someone, of funny well i don't think he's saying it it's probably his like team right yeah he posted it but he he did delete it after on what instagram like this instagram. was all on oh. instagram he deleted it didn't he, he post pictures of his own instagram pardon do you think he runs his own instagram 
Um, probably. But he also did a bunch of weird shit on Instagram, too. Like, he posted a bunch of pictures of literal human babies with the hashtag yummy underneath. Oh, them. yeah. And there's, like, <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of different ones, too. Like, it's not just one picture of a baby. There's several of them. And they're, like, beautiful babies. <laughs> like, they're, like, yeah. supposed to, like, you know, like, specifically, like, hot babies, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, Wait, what does it mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, f- I feel like I have such low expectations for, like, any pop star or anyone. Like, I'm just not surprised. That he would know. post a picture of a, an infant a with baby. the hashtag <laughs> yummy. You're not, not surprised sur- by that? I'm kind of freaked no, out by it. I feel it. like he's gone off on social media. I know what you mean. You've got your hot babies and you've got your dud babies. <laughs> like, he clearly yeah, chose, like, babies. hot babies. <laughs> <laughs> What's with his whole thing? He's really, like, religious now, right? I don't really know. I think he was always yeah, religious. He found, I think he found God he's, again or something. He's, very, he he's clearly married. very depressed because he has child star syndrome, so I'm sure he's grasping at everything to try to find meaning in his life again. I was going to wonder, though, Aaron if Carter? that was a tactic more so because he had such a poor reputation and now he got married and he's all pure and religious. Well, being religious is kind of in again. Like, look at Kanye. That's what I mean. Like, so he's using it yeah. as a tactic to be kind of counter to his shitty persona before. And it ties yeah, in with him getting true. married. So he's, like, being yeah. all socially acceptable. But also, like, writing a number one hit about cunnilingus and then posting babies on your Instagram with the hashtag yummy. Like, that kind of seems it's like sacrilege to me. But, but with, <laughs> with regards to the, like, it's still his wife, right? And he's, like, making it clear he's writing about his wife. It's not about random girls anymore. Like, I still yeah. see, like, an edge of, I don't know, it, it purity? purity to it or whatever. Like, he's allowed to Jesus now talk in... about about sex because he's married and it, like, he's got this beautiful woman and he only loves her. I don't know. It still seems kind of creepy to me. Jesus Christ when he's judged. I, I wrote some notes about the yummy video. I can't wait to hear them. This video is making me nauseous. That, it looks like oh. his soul is not in it. It looked at first like a Rebecca Black video. <laughs> looks like a lot of work. Honestly, 100% agree with you there. <laughs> I don't it was think- such a weird oh. video. And like, I don't understand how it was so terrible. And his personality in it is so weird. He's trying like have to be gangsta but everything in the video is so childish and cartoony it's just such a weird vibe i'm like what are you trying to present here i don't get it i liked his hairstyle not the color but i was like why does justin bieber look different and i was like oh his hair is normal not the color again just the hairstyle and i was like oh he looks good with that hairstyle i find find him so like boring looking and his music is so boring to me and i i found him very catchy before and he was cute and he has a he had a very good voice i really so liked basic. his last album i think he's good looking like with sorry and what do you mean and shit those were all bangers like this fucking yummy skrillex song to is come not back good. and write some songs for him where is skrillex at anyway where is he with his half shaved head yeah where the fuck is he remember when we all did you jenna <laughs> he, i didn't ever had to shave no head. i didn't all right let's change this brayden you had blue tips though no i didn't yeah, you did. You you dyed the tips of your hair blue in grade nine. No, you were in grade the nine. under the underneath was dyed blue, not the okay. tips. 
Let's didn't, be clear. Baby spice hair. <laughs> All right, my bad, my bad. Only the under part was dyed blue. <laughs> I was thinking of what's the girl that Justin Bieber dated, Selena Gomez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has no talent and i'm not just trying to like whatever (laughs) (laughs) no but like she's pretty i guess and stuff but like her voice is very bad and i and i only bring that up because it's like shockingly bad like she can't sing at all wouldn't you be embarrassed like to have a career in singing i would she can't sing at all I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't really know any of her songs at the moment. I don't know. I've heard them, and there, there's no range. There isn't anything. They're just really like she gets catchy like, songs sometimes, songs. I guess, because she's famous uh-huh. enough, and they're written for. Anyways, I just thought about like, like song, imagine. Sonia, have, have you heard it? It's like, oh, sorry, Brayden. I was just gonna say, in terms of having imposter syndrome, imagine being like a worldwide star like a performer and you didn't know how to sing that's why they all fucking get like <laughs> addicted and get lupus i'm doing air quotes right now i think she actually no <laughs> she, actually, d- she actually they don't all get lupus she actually she has lupus she actually she has lupus yeah like that in america you can fuck if can you have money, you can get diagnosed with anything no but I like i'm pretty that. sure she just had a transplant her her friend, her friend. Yeah, yeah her best like, friend wow, transplanted she, with her they're I don't transplanted think this is a very common i think you're talking yeah, about lyme very disease. trendy disease you're right sorry oh but justin bieber it. just said he had lyme He's disease lyme and now. no one yeah, cares <laughs> no lyme was... disease yeah lyme disease yeah oh i thought you said leprosy i was like no. holy fuck <laughs> that would be an edgy disease yeah, that would be edgy. justin bieber has leprosy let's bring you leprosy here back first. you guys <laughs> yeah let's fucking bring leprosy just think if anyone could do it it'd be us oh my god really is that what you think of us we have said it here first let's see what happens let's fucking let's bring back happens. leprosy can we that's just kind of religious to... yeah i guess in a way jesus adjacent um who's jesus adjacent leprosy leprosy <laughs> oh yeah that's immediately what i thought too i was like god is there i see a little bit of ancient <laughs> a little ancient spice some some marketers are standing with Justin Bieber. They're like, hmm. <laughs> leprosy? No, too much, too much, too much. Cancer? No, that's just a that's gonna bum everyone out. Lyme disease. Lyme disease. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, that's the one. That's the one that's gonna get you to the such top. a strong Canadian disease. Is he from Brampton? Who? No, uh, Stratford. Sorry, and we're starting with an S. Yeah. Stratford. That's what it was. Oh yes. He's a Leaf um, fan, though. That's cool. I mean, is it though? Yeah. <laughs> do you think he actually is, or do you think? Yeah, that he went that to the game the other aspect night. Of his personality. He literally paid. Conjured up. Yeah, he paid to, play with, to play with him. And he was at the game the that's... other night. Like he grew up in Ontario. It's not. It's pretty standard. He'd be a Leaf fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I went guy. to the next game. I just missed him. Jeez. Damn. I kept yelling Justin Bieber in the hopes he would respond. He would manifest. Well, I was in the boxes, so he might have been able to hear me. I was in the bougie section. Next time we all hang out, can we try to learn the dance from that uh, Justin Bieber uh, choreographer video? Sure. <laughs> it's okay. so I love a funny. Good choreographed dance. That whole fucking Ainsley, dance. You have is to hilarious. promise not to be mean to me when I'm trying to do the moves. I cannot promise that, and you know that. Do you think I'm going to be any better trying to do those moves? 
Do you think I know how to twerk? There's twerking involved? I okay, thought about you... trying to learn how to twerk like on my own just because. I've 100% tried and really? I literally cannot do it. I cannot I don't do think it. I... Ainsley, I think it, I've only solely tried around you, I think, Ainsley. I've definitely I seen you try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a site that I'm you want to see. I'm glad that twerking is not a thing anymore. This is a serious it question. It is. It is. This is yeah. a serious question, though. Does twerking and one's ability to twerk depend on the size of your butt, or can anyone twerk? I thought it depended on the size of your butt. Okay, so that's a factor. Isn't there, like, hip strength? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming there's other elements, but, like, is there some people based on having a small butt that just, like, can't even get there? I think aesthetically, it just looks better if you have a bigger. Can a uh, small ass twerk? <laughs> just hear the keys going. How to twerk for small butt? Beginner step by step. Oh, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking to you to show you? me if someone with a small butt can twerk. I agree that we should learn this dance. Right? It's Too so much. insane. I don't think I. I don't have the coordination or like none of us. But I don't do. have. The thing is, though, I don't have, like, the spiciness to move my body like that. Like, I don't move my hips. It's not like we're going to do this well. It's just yeah. funny to try. I think it needs to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I guess we'll have to learn how to twerk first. Okay. Well, it was nice uh, chatting about monarchies and fecal, fecal transplants. The beebs and meth. Those, I can <laughs> feel like a coherent theme coming from that. Fecal. Fecal. We almost talk about feces mm. every time. Oh my god, I forgot to say this. Ainsley, you were the one who at first taught me how to say fecal matter properly. Yes. I'm to pronounce it. I remember this. I thought it was fecal matter and you like broke down. You were like, <laughs> it's fecal matter. And I was like, are you sure? Because it's feces. <laughs> so I thought it would be fecal matter. And I wasn't like, I was very skeptical. But then when I consulted a few more people and looked it up online, you were right. It's Ainsley fecal matter. Ainsley is the one to trust when it comes to fecal matter. Yeah, she's our regular poo correspondent. 100%. <laughs> you did the shit guy and now you're doing the fucking fecal we'll matter. We'll slowly get nicknames. Poo, poo girl is my like on my <laughs> yeah, we've got yours already <laughs> now we just need to find everyone else's justin bieber if you're listening just take care of yourself, oh tell okay? him to promote us you should promote us and, the way uh, tell, tell all your fans to put Cox this on ladies. while they sleep yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it on loop let's try his uh his strategy we'll see how it goes someone fucking come out with lyme disease right now i have leprosy okay. Okay. Dibs live. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Fox, you need to go.